Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. What's up, Coffee with Kathy peeps? Listen, coffee is always a good idea. I like all that swag, though, that you just got to see. That's really nice. Um, the coffee mug, the shirt I'm wearing, it comes in a sweatshirt and a long sleeve t-shirt. We'll probably have t-shirts coming out soon for the summertime. I'm, I'm going to have to get with my media department about that. Matter of fact, this is your wake-up call, media department. I need a t-shirt because <laughs> it's going to get hot. Amen. I'm ready for it in Jesus' name. Hey, coffee with Kathy Peets. Hey, Kathy, I saw you were up early, up and at them, amen. So welcome, everybody. Comment where you're watching from. And don't say your mama's basement, bunch of hoodlums. Listen, you say I'm watching from Indiana, Belgium, France. Oh, we do have a T-shirt. It's already on there? Oh, we have T-shirts, people. Calm down. Sarah, will you order me one, please? I'm an extra small. Could you get? Could you grab me an extra small? Why is you laughing? Does anybody hear anything funny? I'm extra small. I am what I am in my mind. Amen. I'm taking extra small. Hey, Jim and Mary, I'm glad y'all are watching. Uh, Good morning, everybody. It's May something. Listen, the enemy attacks your weakness because he's afraid of your strength. Be made strong in him. The enemy is defeated. God has already shifted it in your favor The Lord is going to reveal himself to you. Amen. God's going to manifest himself to you. I hope you let him. And our scripture today is Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Don't be in fear. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hey, and you know you need him. If you go into Walmart or a drive-thru, Anywhere other than Chick-fil-A, you need the Holy Spirit. You need Jesus to be with you if you go into any of them places in Jesus' name. I only have 10 of these books left. This is amazing. You guys have bought me out, almost bought me out. So get your book today. It's not too late. You can buy it at any time and start journaling. Journaling is powerful. Amen. You need to journal to keep you from killing somebody. (laughs) Well, anyway, seven keys to overcoming temptation. Good morning, all my friends. Hope you share the broadcast. It's not very difficult to hit the share button and it goes on your timeline and we get uh, a lot more people can hear the gospel. It's all about the gospel in Jesus' name. So hit share. You got this. Seven keys to overcoming temptation. I'm going to 1 John 2 and verse 16. 1 John 2, 16. I mean, anybody ever been tempted? Hey, anybody ever, good morning, Monica. Anybody, hey, Laura, my friend. Morning, everybody. You ever been tempted? And I don't mean like tempted to, you know, beat your kids or anything like that. I'm talking about like really tempted in Jesus' name. First John 2, 16 says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So when you're tempted, you can know it's not God tempting you. It is your enemy. Somebody hashtag enemy. 
in the comments because good news, we have victory over these temptations. I know he tries to bombard you and tempt you to do all kinds of crazy things that aren't of God, but we have the victory in these temptations. So I'm going to give you seven keys to overcome temptation. And Jesus set the perfect example for us to overcome temptation. Jesus gave us the example. So we're going to look at scripture and we're going to be able to overcome temptation by scripture in Jesus name. Uh, after he was baptized by John the Baptist, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and led into the desert. You know this story. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And this is when the temptation came and he gives us the plan that we can use, the plan of attack to get out of our temptation. Hey, my cousin Waynette, I'm glad you're on today. I love all y'all. So Luke 4, 3, this is where the enemy tried, started out tempting him. He said, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And listen, Jesus was hungry. He wasn't hangry like some of us get, but Jesus was hungry. At this point, turning um, stone into bread would not have been a sin, okay? I mean, remember God provided food for the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. So it would not have been a sin for him to just actually turn the stone into bread. But this situation was different because the enemy was challenging Jesus's identity, he was asking him to prove himself. If you are who you say you are, turn this stone into bread. So turning the stone into bread wouldn't have been the sin. He's also asking Jesus to give in to the lust of his flesh, the hunger. Remember, there's three ways the enemy tempts us. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All sin comes from one of those three ways. So he's asking him to uh, give in to that hunger. And keep in mind, he's in the middle of a fast already, right? Which means he was abstaining from food and praying. That's what a fast is. In case all y'all want to know what a fast is, it's putting down the fork. Amen. I'm not talking about fasting TV, fasting radio, fasting your mother-in-law coming to visit. I'm talking about a, a fast is abstaining from food. No food goes in. And you're praying, you're getting spiritual food only for however long you're doing that. So he was putting God before bodily hunger. That, my friend, is a fast. You should try it in Jesus' name. So the devil's temptation tries to make Jesus, number one, to prove his identity. And number two, put fleshly urges before his father. Put, put uh, uh, wanting to feed himself above the fast that his father has him on. But Jesus resisted, amen? And you can too. We can resist temptation. Jesus did it, which means I can do it. Oh, she's watching from Wyoming. That's right, Monica. I don't know if I've been to Wyoming. I think, Sarah, you been to Wyoming? No, we ain't been to Wyoming, but hey, I need to get a booking in Wyoming so we can go to Wyoming. Um, so Jesus resists. He's confident in his identity. He knows that God is going to sustain him. And he proves it by this scripture right here. Matthew 4, 4. It is written. This is what Jesus says to him. He says, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He also says in John 4, 34, my food, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food is to finish his work. 
right? So the word of God and doing the will of God was Jesus's food. It nourished him spiritually. It doesn't mean that he never ate anything, okay? Jesus ate food. Calm down, all y'all. Hey, Wendy, I'm glad you're here from Alberta. I miss Canada. I mean, I don't miss gravel, and I don't miss um, minus 52 degrees, but I miss, other than those two things, I really do miss Canada. Y'all have to Google gravel, but it, it's like the devil in a liquid jar. It's ridiculously stupid. Don't ever take it. Um, so this doesn't mean he never ate anything. It just means that feeding his spirit and obeying his father was more important to him. Okay. Then, then trying to satisfy a physical craving, because I promise when you go to fast, you will have physical cravings. Amen. Uh, you will crave things. Uh, fleshly bodies will pass away, but the kingdom of God is eternal, right? So next the devil takes Jesus up to a high place and he shows them the kingdom of the world. Okay, Luke 4, 6 and 7, he says, I will give you all their authority and splendor. This is what the devil's trying to trick him with. He says, if you will worship me, it will all be yours. And isn't that the way he tries to trick us today? All the things, a lust of the eyes, everything we could want in the world, he's going to give it to us. And it's great and fun and exciting, right? Oh, my favorite kid's on the line. Oh, what's up, Mikey? Woo, Mikey. So, but Jesus resists him, right? Quoting scripture about worshiping and serving the Lord only. Here, the temptation is about the lust of his eyes. He's showing him what he could have. He's going to give him all authority. And many people believe that this was like a, a military leader, like a political leader would have possessed this kind of authority. So the enemy's tempting him with all the authority, all the power. And, uh, but Jesus knew his true purpose. So he wasn't falling for his schemes. He, he came to conquer sin and death. He came to defeat the enemy. So he wasn't going to fall for it. God's kingdom is not one of worldly possessions. And Jesus knew that the temptation to, to have all the worldly riches, uh, was about being distracted and Jesus wasn't going to be distracted. So the enemy's there. He's trying to distract him and Jesus like, I'm not having it. Jesus said again, Luke 4, 8, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So I'm not going to have all this authority and serve all these other things. I'm going to worship God and I'm going to serve him only. Serving him, you guys, is about walking in obedience and following the plan he has for your life. We're going to learn. I'm getting to them seven. Calm down. Living in continual service to him is the key to guard against temptation. I serve the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. And if we serve him and we pay attention and we follow after him, then every time something tries to come up and tempt us, we'll be ready for it. Amen. We'll be able to not do that because our eyes are going to be fixed on Jesus. That's the most important. That's right. Stay focused. So if we um, stay focused on him. So Jesus' response is a reminder, guys, that nothing in this world, hashtag nothing, comment Hashtag nothing. I'm talking no wealth, no status, no position, um, uh, no treasure is worth compromising your relationship with God. We have to get to a place where we live an uncompromised life. I, it is written. We have to have that in our in our um, our being that we just come at that temptation. It is written. I will not. Huh. 
So in the third temptation, the devil challenges Jesus' identity again. Luke 4, 9, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. And he also uses this scripture, 10, look at 10 and 11, these scriptures. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They're going to lift you up in their hands so that you don't strike your foot against a stone. And again, Jesus answers with scripture. Kathy answers with scripture. Waynette answers with scripture. Sarah, everybody, put your name in there. Right? Pastor Ross, Melissa answers with scripture. It says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Verse 12, do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, Jesus knows his identity, man. He knows his identity. Before he even went in the wilderness, his father came to him, Luke 3, and said, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Jesus wasn't shaken uh, when his identity was questioned. He didn't start thinking, oh man, I wonder if that's true. You know, my dad just had this talk with me, told me he loved me, told me he was well pleased with me. He didn't need to prove himself to anybody. He knew the truth. So how do I overcome temptation? Number one, number one, obviously accept Jesus as your savior. He needs to be your savior. He needs to be Lord of your life, but he definitely needs to be your savior. Uh, the first step is accepting him. So number one, accept Jesus as your savior. The only way you're going to have victory in every spiritual battle is be a child of God. Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Believe it or not, your struggle is not against your mom, your dad, your spouse, your kids, your granny, your mother-in-law. Listen, your struggle is not against them, but against the rulers against authority, against powers in the dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. My fight is not with flesh and blood. My fight is with an enemy that I can't see. I mean, except that time it was in my toddler. But for the most part, it's with an enemy that you can't see. It's not with flesh and blood standing in front of you. Number two, remember who you are in Christ, right? Remember who you are. When you face temptation, remember who you are in Christ. And don't only just remember who you are, remember whose you are. Remember who you belong to. Amen. Drink to that. Drink up. Some of you need to drink more coffee. I see what the problem is. Y'all need more coffee. Huh. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God, right? You're not a victim. You're not a beggar. You are royalty. I'm royalty. Amen. How my hair look today? Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, it's going gray, y'all. I have so much wisdom. I have so much wisdom. So you're more than a conqueror. Say that. I'm victorious. Say I am strong. I'm more than a conqueror because you need to remember who you are in Christ. Point number two, remember who you are in Christ. God is strong. Jesus is strong and his strength is in you. So you're strong. We are not weak Christians. We're not weak people. And there's no temptation that you can't overcome. Amen? Not one. When you accept him as your savior, when you remember who you are and whose you are and who you belong to. And number three, read the Bible. This is so easy. Oh, Carmela's on the line. I love Carmela. Sarah has the most amazing mother-in-law. I mean, I, my mother-in-law is really good. 
And, uh, but Sarah's mother-in-law is like super amazing. If you're not friends with Carmela Vitalich, you need to click on her name right now and be her friend in Jesus' name. But most important of all, which none of you will ever aspire, to, you'll never arrive, but Sarah's husband has like the greatest mother-in-law. Like you don't even know this woman. She's like, whoo, my mother-in-law above all mother-in-laws is uh, Michael Vitalich's mother-in-law. So search her out, find her on Facebook. Whoo, she's uh, one of a kind. Read the Bible. You thought I lost my place. Number three, read the Bible. Spend time reading the Bible. It's, listen, God's word is going to tell you right from wrong. God's word is going to show you the good path you should be on, the right path you should be on, right? It's going to tell you the right thing to do. And every temptation that comes, you're going to be able to overcome it because you know what the Bible says. You read your Bible. In my book, actually, there's a read through the Bible in a year Bible reading plan. Every day, we all read the same scriptures together. There's actually a prayer for the day for you to pray. I, I give you the words to pray. I help you pray, people, in Jesus' name. So it's awesome. Amen. Number four, meditate on the Word of God. So now you're reading the Bible. Number four, you need to meditate on the Word of God. This is when you, uh, in times of, um, temptation. Remember what God said, know the scripture and meditate on it in your heart so that it can't be distorted. You, you, you're not, it's not going to be used against you. You know, those people that use distort scripture and use it against you. Huh? That won't happen if you're meditating on the word of God. And I'm talking about more than just head knowledge. Reading the word of God is head knowledge. But I'm talking about literally getting the word of God alive and powerful and, and cuts like a sword. Getting that in you and knowing, you know, in your heart what the word says. Uh, if you know God, you'll recognize lies about him. This is important. If you know God, you will recognize lies about him. You know who he is. You know his character. You know his heartbeat. So if somebody comes at you with something, you know him. You're so close to him from meditating on his word that you know what sounds like God and what's not God. And that's how you can avoid uh, a whole lot of problems and pain in your life. You can say, is this from God or is this from the enemy? Because the enemy would try to sound like him, but I know my father. I know his character. Amen. It, like, for example, some of you know me so well. If somebody told you today that I don't drink coffee, that I drink tea, amen, uh, she drinks hot tea, a cup of tea. If somebody told you that, you know me so well that you would say, lie, liar. There's no truth in you. Let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> because you know me, right? If somebody came to you and said that, um, you know, Sarah was my favorite child, you would know. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm just kidding. I love all my children equal. Y'all can know I love my kids equal. <laughs> She's going to end the broadcast over, people. <laughs> no, I love all my kids equal. I just play a game. Just so y'all know, I'm always just tricking. I just play a game, except for Michael is still watching, but so he is the favorite. But. Um, uh, when I do get another son-in-law or daughter-in-law, it's going to be really weird. <laughs> it's going to be strange. What's going to happen? I don't know. But, um, okay, focus. I hear somebody coming down to the studio now, so I'm probably going to be in trouble. I heard my name. Whoa! I knew it. I knew he would do that. <laughs> but he's still the favorite today, and that's all that matters. So, 
Number, what was I at? That was four? Yes, five. Remember what God says. But going back to four, meditate on the word of God. Listen, know God. Know what he sounds like. So that when the enemy tries to tempt you, you can say, wait a minute, I don't have peace about that. And God is a God of peace. I know him. I know his character. So that's not true. That's not from God. I don't have peace about it. So it's not from God. Does that make sense? Amen. Remember what God says. Number five, remember what God says. In the middle of temptation, remember what God has already spoken to you personally, right? What he's spoken to you personally. Meditate on it. Keep those words alive in your heart. No, Father, you've told me that um, uh, you are my strength. I am strong. You've told me I'm an overcomer. I can overcome this thing. You've told me I'm victorious. I am victorious. Like, remember what he said to you. Remember the promises in his word. When you went to the word and you you looked at those 7,000 promises and you grabbed one of them for yourself, remember that promise. Keep it before you. Amen. And don't let it fade away. You know, don't, don't be that person that says, you know, he gave me this word one time, but it's been so long I can't remember. No, no. Keep the promises before you. Write them and keep them before you. That way, if the devil tries to question it or challenge it, you know what's true. We need to know what's true. Amen. I need to know what's true. Hey, oh, sorry, Sarah. I know she ain't, she ain't got good emojis there. So uh, moving right along, <laughs> number six, celebrate what God has done. Amen. Celebrate what God has done. Remember the great things he's done for you in your life. Remember to give him praise. Remember the last time he came through for you. The last time he answered your prayer. The last miracle you got. Remember those things. Man, you can write them in your journal. Hashtag ad right now. Hey, Laura, hashtag ad right now for my book. There's a journal place where you can journal all the things God did for you that day. So every day you're reading, you've got your scripture, your prayer, your word for the day. You've got a quote or something funny uh, from me or serious or rebuking or whatever. It's light. I keep it light. Amen. But there's a place for you to journal all the miracles. Remember what God's done for you and celebrate it. Amen. Be like, man, this is great. Um, also celebrate the, oh, celebrate the victories and remind yourself how big God is. God's not this little big pie in the sky, people. He's a big God. Amen. He is mighty. He is big. There's nothing little and squirrely about him in Jesus name. He's nothing's impossible. This is what I'm trying to get across to you. Nothing's impossible. Amen. Okay. We made it to the last one. Number seven, stay close to God. Spend time with God. Amen. Stay close to him. Do what you're doing right now. You, you tuned in to be able to get closer to God. Good for you. Amen. Check out our podcast. Check out our website. Check out our YouTube channel. There's so many um, encouraging faith-filled messages to build your faith every day in Jesus' name. So ultimately, resisting temptation is about staying close to God. That means spending time with him. He's going to give you the strength you need to overcome. You're going to listen to his word. You're going to know what his word says. You're going to know the truth and stand firm on the word of God. And then when temptation comes, you can just speak forth what God said about the situation, right? You can say it is written and you need to know what is written 
in Jesus' name. No matter what the world might be telling you, because I promise you the world is telling you something completely different, but sin never leads to happiness. It never leads to happiness. The Bible says sin is pleasurable for a season. It ends. The pleasure ends, people. The happiness ends. Wealth and fame and popularity are not going to satisfy that hunger you have in your soul. It's not going to happen. Nothing's going to satisfy that hunger you have except for God. God's the only one that's going to do that. You have to trust in Him and hold fast to His truth. Amen. And the Holy Spirit's going to give you strength to overcome. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. This scripture is so most often misquoted and misrepresented. So I'm going to set the record straight and it's going to be so Elmo, you ain't even going to understand it. You're going to share the broadcast just so people will get to the end and get this scripture fixed in their head. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You probably have it memorized in Jesus' name. No temptation. Somebody type no temptation. Somebody say no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man, it's common to be tempted. That's fine. He's coming to kill, still destroy. He's coming to try to tempt you so that you'll die, okay? And God is faithful. Here's the part people leave out. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And people will say, oh, well, that's the Lord giving me temptation. But he stops just shy of me dying, just shy of me jumping off the bridge, just shy of me pulling the trigger, you know, just shy of me signing the divorce payment, you know, uh, divorce papers. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. But catch the rest of it, people. But, somebody hashtag but, B-U-T. Hashtag, but when you are tempted, because there's other scriptures in the Bible that say, let not that man say he's tempted from God. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand under it. Now, if he's tempting you, why is he providing a way out? If he's tempting you, he should just want you to be tempted, want you to go through it, want you to learn a lesson, want you to come out on the other end. Why is he providing a way out? If people would just think twice, they'd be a genius. That's the truth, right, Monica? Yes, no temptation. Listen, he will provide a way out. So he's not tempting you. He's providing the way out. Amen? He's not tempting you. So fix 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in your head. He's not giving you, oh, he'll never give me more than I can handle. No, that's not him. He don't like give and give and give and pack and pack and pack it on you and then say, okay, you know what? I think, I think we had a pretty good spot here. I think, I think that's all Kathy can handle for today. So I'll tire to the whipping post tomorrow and start all over. No, he doesn't tempt you. Temptation don't come from him. <laughs> Calm down, people. He wouldn't need to provide a way out if he's the one doing the tempting. Just like people say, well, the Lord made me sick. He gave me this disease. Oh, oh, so he could go against his word and heal you, right? So he's like, I'm going to give him a disease and then I'm going to heal him. So that's, a, that's contradicting. It, it's just saying him, people. That's why you need to know him. You need to know what's from him and what's not from him. Amen. You need to know it in Jesus' name. Okay, Catherine. Glad you're on the line. Amen. 
this too, scroll up. Did I miss any comments? As you know, I've been trying to check everybody. This was good. Seven keys to overcoming temptation in Jesus' name. Yes and amen. Super, that's right, girl. I want to pray for all of y'all right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my coffee-drinking kind of friends in Jesus' name. I pray you bless them today. Help them overcome every temptation that comes their way. Help them know that they are strong in you, Father, that, that they can say, it is written. I thank you for the it is written and that we would know what is written. You would give us supernatural knowledge to know what's written so we can use it against that enemy of ours and we can um, overcome. We're victorious. We're overcomers in Jesus' name. So I speak that overcomer spirit over your life today, that victorious spirit that lives in you and, and comes in right now and resides in you in Jesus' name. You are alive. You're a victorious. Amen. And nothing can take you out. Hey! In Jesus' name. Okay, all y'all. Oh, we had a lot of good viewers. I see y'all on the line. A lot of people are watching on YouTube, and that's fine. YouTube uh, lets you, it's my understanding, YouTube lets you, like, still listen while you're scrolling on your social media. Ha! You got it minimized, and you listen to me while you're washing dishes or whatever. So, I mean, it is what it is. Do what you got to do. I'm with y'all. Amen. I love y'all. Go make it a coffee-drinking kind of day. Share this video. Your mother-in-law needs it terribly. I love y'all. Bye.